Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. It's like, let's go. (laughs) That was another thing that I thought you might like about it was the fact that the time, you knew your time commitment with this was not going to become this elongate, like you knew that the bands had, at least the ones that I was in, and the ones like, in that circle of bands, there was X amount of money. So that would buy them a finite amount of time. And it was almost like, hey, this is, <laughs> yes. But it was it was interesting because I remember when we started mixing the Ice 7-inch, like you listen to the first song and then Popeye goes, okay, uh, can we uh, raise up uh, the snare drummer? Did something. And I remember like I left the room and I started to get scared. Well, I'm going to stop this. I started to get scared because I was like, oh, no. We're going to go over our time. We're not going to be able to finish. But, I mean, it all it all worked out. But, yeah, that that was, you know, you, you know, you know, you say that we pushed you, but you also kind of pushed us like, hey, guys, this is how this works. You know, this is the real world. You guys want to record something? You guys want something? Well, then get tight. Come in. Don't waste time. And be ready to do this. Yeah, yeah, it- yeah, we we were all kind of you know it was a learning process for all of us. I think yeah it 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 was it was challenging, but it was fun too working in with such time constraints and stuff. I, I actually thinking back on it, it, it was actually kind of fun you know to to knock out you know four or five songs in a day. It was just just crazy. But um, I hope everybody uh, noticed too that I would fudge you guys' time because <laughs> <Hey>. would... <laughs> there were never any overages that's all that's all i know there was never any like dispute at least with us it was always like yep we somehow got it done in in, in you know yeah because i would you know i mean there were a lot of studios that like if you know if you booked you know if the session was starting at three you're you're on the clock you you know you start paying me at three and i would you know i was pretty good about it you guys would show up late sometimes and that would take a little bit of time but i just i don't know i just i love just loved what i was doing i really really did and i just wanted to you guys to be happy and uh it, it was it was just always just a pleasure to work with all of you guys you got you guys taught me so much about, now about life too, <laughs> not just about music and recording. Yeah. Well, you were also dealing with us at a very special time. Like I'm saying I was 18 when I went to your studio and I just graduated high school. So, you know, 
everything's in you know everything's in front of you at that time. What are you going to do? Columns, oh, yeah. this and that. And so I think it was kind of a boost to like, hey, the summer before I start, you know, going to Orange Coast College, I went into like a studio and I I did something that was. My parents didn't make me do it. My it, it, it was just this thing that I had a love of. And here was this guy with all this knowledge that was very, you know, that, that wasn't judging us, that wasn't, like, acting like our parents. You know, and like I'm saying, you weren't our parents' age, but still, you were older than us. And it was, you know, it, it was very simpatico in that, in, that, in that way. Yeah, yeah, it, it really was. It was, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it, you, you really had to be there. To, to really understand uh, the dynamic of what was going on in there because it was, you guys were all, you guys were all kids, man. It was, it was exciting. It was, it was, it was fun. I mean, we were, we were actually seeing, we were living Orange County turning into the music capital that it became really. Yeah. I mean, we were it, we, we were doing it. We were making it happen, and it was just—it was phenomenal. I mean, we didn't even know it. And you got I, the I, records you know, behind you to prove it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess it was like when the Beatles were starting and stuff. They didn't know they were going to change the world or whatever. I mean, we didn't change the world, but we changed Orange County. That's for sure. There's so now, no doubt about that. Those records behind you, I'm assuming that's the Offspring. I think that's yeah. The one in the the single one is uh, Offspring Smash, and then uh, uh, this is Tragic Kingdom. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow. No, and I didn't do any work on on Smash, but since I had recorded probably 300 songs of theirs, they had to send me you know a platinum record, whatever it came out. They were pretty excited, but uh, and now even now, uh, every time a record comes out, um, I'll talk to Dexter and he'll go, "Hey, remember this song that we did? You know, back in the you know in this." And he goes, "I stole the guitar solo <laughs> off of it for the you know for this for this song on the new record." And I'm like, "Oh, cool, yeah, I do remember that. It was all this you know crazy stuff." So we'd have uh, fun dialogue like that back and forth. Now, did you work on Tragic Kingdom too, or did you? I did. I did the uh, pre-production on uh, "Excuse Me, Mister" and "World Go Round," and I still have the very the uh, recording of the very first time the band played that song as a band. I I have that recording, and it's it's nothing like what's on the record. There's something like really cool about it. I mean, the horns suck, but like I said, there's like parts that are just horrible, but there is something like really magical about it that was cool. And to this day, there's still people that say my version of Excuse Me, Mister is better than what's on the record. There was, there that's was something. A, I'm saying that's a, that's, that, that is a, I mean, that's a compliment, right? I mean, that is, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we just. We all just really gelled. I don't know what it was. I, I don't know. I really became part of the band. Well, they started having me, you know, do their uh, live shows too. I'd, I'd hurry up and get through a recording session. Then I'd jump in my car and drive to Hollywood and mix them at the whiskey, you know, or whatever when they were playing those shows. So it was, uh, uh, oh man, <laughs> something that just popped into my head. 
you know, uh, the offspring were always wanting me to go see one of their shows. I can't remember where it was, but finally I had like the night off where I could actually go. And I thought, you know what? I, I got to go out and support these kids and, you know, and see them live. <laughs> I went to this show. I was the only one there. Literally the only person in the audience. It was like, oh my gosh, what if I hadn't showed up? And, I, I mean, that's, and now what they're playing to 60,000 people or whatever, I guess probably more, you know, the shows. But yeah, there were times that there would just be a, a handful of people that would show up to their gigs and stuff. But was, that was the thing about them. It seemed like the turnouts maybe weren't always the greatest, yet... I knew they were selling, because of you, I knew they were selling a lot of records. And so, I'm weird. like, at some point, this will have to catch up with itself. Yes. And, I mean, those guys obviously knew something was up, and they they, they just, you know, they they were determined. And, and look at that. Like, that's, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Um... Oh, and I, I remembered a, uh, a good uh, Dexter story because he was coming in and doing all the instruments, right? For, you know, when we were demoing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Early, yeah. early days, right? Yeah, early, yeah. early on. So we're working on drum sounds. I'm trying to figure it out. So I'm having him, you know, go through each, you know, drum. And uh, I'm working on the kick drum and finally getting it dialed in. And he, and he stops me and he goes, hey, Jim, um, you don't need to spend that much time on the kick drum. Because I don't know how to play it. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. All this time I was worried about getting the kick drum on tape. And he's not even hitting it. Because <laughs> he's just, you know, he's, you know, this is just a demo. He's just like, you know, getting the basic beat in or whatever so that he could lay the other tracks. Right, right, right. Turn it up louder. You never even notice that. Yeah, it was awesome. 